Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to The Blodgett Show. want to welcome everybody here for the second for the second week of Real Talk Tuesdays. My name is Chris. I'm your host. And today's random topic is going to be heavy-hearted due to family. Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you guys joining me on this episode 56, the second installment of Real Talk Tuesdays. And I know uh, some of you are new are probably like, what the hell is that all about? You know, what's, what's Real Talk Tuesdays? But basically, those of you who are not familiar with this uh, show, if this is your first time here, um, I've always posted episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. And it's always been Real Talk. Like random, random uh random topics you know i try to whatever's inspiring me for that day is whatever topic i want to you know inspire to talk about that day. it's kind of what i'm the way i've been doing it but i've also uh always been a um, had a passion for writing and so i would write like blog entry i would do like blogs in the past uh, you know keep journals at home um back in 2010 i did start i started to write a book but I had a really bad computer, and so I, I kind of got out of it because I was just—it was one of those where, when you're having to put more work, like a lot more work, into something, and it feels like it's just you're struggling to, to do it. Sometimes it make you lose focus, make you lose the drive to keep it going, you know. And the problem I had was I was on this computer that was—I mean, it, it got me through school as far as like my uh, college degree, but. Um, because I was doing uh, the University of Phoenix while I was out here trucking. I would park for the night at truck stops, and one of the things I would do every night after a park, you know, I never got I never got my full 10 hours of uh, sleep, you know, as far as being off for 10 hours. Because I would have to go online for a couple hours, probably two or three hours, and take care of whatever homework assignments I had to take care of, get them all turned in, and then I would have to go and grab something to eat inside. Some nights I would have to go in there and hit the shower. You know, sometimes it would be laundry. You know, so it was... And then, like I said in previous episodes, I was part of this uh, uh, team on Facebook where we were doing... We were trying to try to build a uh, online business. And so I was doing Facebook Lives every night, too. So for a while, I was doing, like, five hours of sleep because of everything I had to take care of out here. So... But when I was trying, to, <clears throat> but when I was trying to write that book, I would literally, <laughs> to give you an idea how slow it was, I would literally type two or three paragraphs, and then I would have to stop and wait for words on the screen to catch up to where I was. Kind of, kind of annoying, especially that you see like a couple of errors you have to go back and correct, and then that takes a couple minutes right there because you're trying to go back. And, All right, I misspelled here. Crap, I completely like missed a punctuation over here. Technically, what I probably should have done is just just write and go back later and fix it, you know, after it's all written. But I didn't want to, uh, you know, didn't really want to get all the way to the end of the book and then go back and have all these errors I had to correct or whatever. It might have made things easier, though, but, you know. So I got out of writing that book for a while. Not, you know, there's, you know, I would go back, like, after I got my back book back in, like, 2017, 2018, something like that. Um... You know, I would go back and uh, 
right random stuff. Um, when Ali and Salix were gone, I didn't I didn't think honestly that I was gonna see them again for quite a few years. I didn't think, I figured I would not see the grandson until he was grown up. Probably would reach out to us like, hey, Dad, hey, Papa, hey, it's been twelve years, and like, I'm, you know, I think I the way I saw that going down was that it, that it was gonna be him reaching out and wondering why we were never there and why he never saw us growing up and it would be like well because your mom didn't want us to see him or whatever you know but you know thankfully everything is, done, is different now and like Allie's back and, you know we they're living with us again things are good you know so I mean obviously there's still that there's still gonna, there's always gonna be that it's like what happened you know what went down in my marriage between me and my wife and uh, another another guy whatever you know obviously there's gonna be or any anything that could, things that went down between us involving other people or whatever you know obviously there's always gonna be that scar you know but the inspiration for tonight's um, episode for tonight's topic and stuff I found myself thinking about my family like my my, my side of the family my parents my siblings um and one of the things I was thinking about was like back when we lived in Iowa, we had a situation that happened where we we moved, and I was like, my wife had moved ahead of me, and you know we were moving out to Philly, and so it was I was literally moving an, an entire household, like a four bedroom house. We had a husky, we had three cats, I had two young girls with two young daughters with me. You know, Allie and Zoe were both pretty young. I think Allie was probably seven or something. And Zoe was like two. I don't know. Might, yeah, probably about that, you know. All I know is they were they were pretty uh, they were both pretty young. Not really a whole lot of help as far as trying to move, you know, pack stuff up and move it, you know. Because they're kids that wanted to play and I'm here I am like packing everything and loading stuff on the dolly and wheeling it out to the moving truck and loading the truck up. Trying to try to do the best I can, but you know, it's kinda hard to do when you're by yourself. Try to move a whole house. <laughs> a lot of let's just say I you know, we had too much stuff. I got the truck packed and there was still a lot of stuff in the house. It was like, crap. So it was like, well, crap, what do I do? Do I try to fit it or do I just close it up and say, well, I'll come back for it or try to... So I closed it up because I was like, well, we have to get out of here. Because I was basically trying to leave on the night that we, on that night that we were packing. I was trying to get out of there that night. And uh, so I, I packed the truck up, locked it up, locked the house up, closed all, like, shut all the lights off, whatever, and we left. You know, we had our stuff with us, we had our bags packed or whatever, and we took off and uh, back then like uh, when we were halfway back or halfway to Philly I messaged my dad and kind of let him know hey dad I wasn't able to get everything out of the out of the house wasn't able to really clean because there's still a lot of stuff in there I was like let me know how much it's going to cost if you have a cleaning crew come in there or whatever storage for whatever stuff's left I will send money to, to reimburse you for it help out with it whatever but things didn't work out the way I was hoping, and I guess, I don't know. But my parents and I, we weren't exactly on speaking terms for a while. Because at one point, my, my mom had come on fan. When we first got got to Philly, we'd come with me and, me and the wife and our, our girls were at like Panera or something, just getting some food, getting some lunch, you know. And we got a and we got a uh, Facebook alert where I brother Aaron did, 
and my, my mom had gone on Facebook and basically tagged Aaron and did, like publicly posted on her wall basically attacking her you know everything from like your uh, how dare you call yourself a chef you know stuff like that it's that stuff that still to this day there's still her feelings about it I've pretty much moved on from it like it, it was but they weren't attacking me but you know we I had I ended up blocking most of my family for years because I was like trying to be like mom like this is something this is a family issue we need to talk about this privately it's not something you should post publicly or whatever and it didn't matter she was just really pissed about the house in Iowa when basically going off on her so I blocked her basically we deleted, we deleted the post and all that block my dad block my siblings because of course it's like well crap like you know you guys are all against me or whatever so years went by without any contact between me and any of my family my siblings my parents and uh and we uh at one point, I think I, I, I did unblock my brother, my oldest brother and his, his wife. And I didn't have a problem with them, but I was worried the fact that I blocked my brother Josh, that my sister-in-law saw him, and then, you know, then things would be a little heated, so I was like, well, I can't unblock, I can't leave her unblocked, have her husband blocked, that would just, you know, things would... Eventually, I did unblock them, and we started talking, because they, they never had a full-up problem with me or whatever. We, we were able to talk, and we've been, between all my siblings... My brother Josh and my sister-in-law are actually the ones that we, I'm, I'm connected with the other ones I lie too, but like, you know, Josh and Sane are the main ones that I, you know, hear from on occasion and stuff, and you know, I appreciate that, you know, but at one point I I did, I mean, and I, and I did unblock the rest of my family, but I didn't connect with them on Facebook right away, I didn't, you know, unblock them because I was getting a text message from my parents and my mom basically was like, well, you know, you need to unblock your family and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know about that, mom, because I don't want to, I really don't want to go down that road again because I don't want you to publicly attack my wife again. That was, that was not, not cool. She's like, I'll keep it civil. I'm not going to do it again. Like, okay. Uh, I'll block you. You know, I was like, I understand we all have hurt feelings. And we're still not over whatever happened in the past, but can we please not do that again? Like we have a problem, let's talk about it. Let's not, you know. So thankfully, you know. So thankfully, um, I had to pause for a second because uh, the uh, I hate when you're when you're using a headset and in the middle of something, all of a sudden you're like your ear itches and you're like, man, this is like not the perfect time to have to hit, to have to scratch an itch on your ear while you have the headset on with the literally the earpiece over that ear that's itching. It's like, why can't it be the other one that's itching? I can literally scratch that one and keep talking and not have to be like, crap, hold on, I gotta move the headset. Scratch, keep the headset back up. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, so, at one point, because I'm, you know, I've always had that, that fear in the back of my mind, like, if you're not talking to family members because you have a falling out, then then you're, you're not, you're, when you start talking again, it's going to be because somebody died. You know, like somebody's a family passed away and that's when everybody starts talking. Because back when I was with my ex, when I left, when I initially, I had one falling out with my parents back then too. They didn't approve of my first wife. And, um, you know, I'm, well, I'm not going to lie, like, you know, really cared for her. 
just you know being my first wife and stuff my attending my high school high school sweetheart you know I think there's a part of me that always care for her in a way because hell there's time I'm not gonna lie like I would ever go back with her like things are so much better with my wife wife I'm married to now but you know there's times to think about you know my ex and wonder what wonder how she's doing wonder what she's up to and stuff but you know I'm not gonna go down that road I don't know I don't want to open it that's a can of worms I don't want to open I don't want to explore that you know it's like I'm sure she doesn't want to open the can of worms to try and talk to me or whatever and I'm like, yeah I don't know well, we're dead I'm gonna stay away from you <laughs> but my parents and I didn't back then when we had a falling out we didn't talk for like a year and a half and then my uncle passed away and um, I was sitting in a restaurant you know get like I think it was like a jack-in-the-box so it was like eating some fast food and my phone went off and it was my dad and I was sitting across my my wife at the time now my ex-wife but looked at the number away oh, my ex goes, uh, whoa, what, who is it? I'm like, it's my dad. She goes, oh, shit. So I was like, uh, hey, dad, how's it going? You know, like, scared shitless answering that call, you know. And, uh, you know, he's like, yeah, your uncle Tom, like, was, was shot earlier or something. And they think it's suicide, but they're investigating or whatever. And I'm like, what? So, needless to say, after that, after that phone call, because they, they scheduled the funeral, and he was telling me over the phone when it was, blah, 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 that nobody, I, sadly, I wasn't able to go up for it, like, they, I guess they weren't really having a family funeral, like, his wife at the time, I guess she was just having a private thing, nobody else was invited except for her closest family, none of us are like her, his nephews, you know. But so leaving that restaurant, I remember I had to. Uh, I handed the keys to my ex and said, "Can you drive? Because I can't." <laughs> She's like, "Oh yeah, of course, of course." Went to therapy to try to try to try to deal with that because it's my favorite uncle. That uh, you know, no, no, like no offense, Uncle Kenny, if you ever hear this podcast, uh, I love you too. Just uh, you know. I felt like me and Tom were had always been a lot closer than uh, me and my uncle Kenny ever been, you know. But but Tom was kind of the fun uncle, you know. Kenny's uh, Kenny was a lieutenant colonel in the uh, the uh, army up until I don't know how long, probably like ten years ago or something. And he finally retired. But so he wasn't quite as a uh, easygoing and fun as uh, Tommy. You know? <laughs> Of course, I haven't. I haven't even talked to him since. Yeah, hell, I haven't talked to him since. Right around the end of the time that my uh, first marriage ended, you know, when I asked him for asked him for advice about uh about the military, when I was seeing that things were not going to be go, not going quite as well for me in life, and I was like, I need to make a change. But I didn't really want to join the military, but I thought it, you know, figured I didn't have any options, or didn't have many options. So. But after that point, my parents and I would start talking again a little bit. And then uh, stuff happened with the when we lived in Iowa, the thing that I talked about earlier, about uh, not being able to clear the house out, and then the whole falling out with the family. And, um, and after, uh, over the course of however many years, five or six, seven years, 
I'd slowly unblock the family, and then like, my parents and I still hadn't really made up. So, at one point, I was I was working. Um, I was driving for a carrier that's no longer around. I think I told you guys about way back in the earlier episodes. Called Inter Interstate Distributor, where I was getting paid percentage, and I was I was on a load board, so. I was able to pick my own loads, and, you know, see what I was getting paid out of and stuff. So it was pretty awesome. And I ended up with a load delivered in Dallas, and then I was looking up on the load board to pick my next load, and I saw a load going to Oklahoma City, which is eh, not big mileage. It was like 200-something miles from Dallas to Oklahoma City. And then my parents are west of it, like, like an hour and a half or something. So I was like, huh. And so I reached out to my dad. I hadn't talked to him in a while. And basically, I was like, hey, dad, like, I'm literally coming up there to Oklahoma City. I'll be delivered on this date. You know, um, you know, would you guys have room for a visitor? Like, would you guys be up for a visitor over the weekend? I could come and stay with you guys like Friday afternoon till like Monday Monday morning Monday Monday at noonish or whatever and he was like yeah come on over like, All right, cool. so I started going out there whenever I could get a load out that way I'd stay with them for two three days my, my uh, grandpa on my dad's side was actually you know he was living with my dad at the time so there, you know, I was able to see all of them even my, my grandpa had, had dementia so he didn't know didn't actively know who I was, you know, but it's still cool to hang out with them. So slowly was trying to make amends with my parents by going out there making the efforts. And then I would find out like random text messages from my mom. Like we'd get along pretty good, but you know, I I think she still has you know anger and resentment about what happened with the, the house out now. Even though I've tried to make up for you know and like I know they blame blame my wife, even though I, I've expressed that she had nothing to do with it. She was already gone. It was me. I was the one. I you know, trying to take responsibility for her and say that, look, I was the one that was there. And I just couldn't get everything done by myself. You know, like I had two young kids with me and a couple of pets, a bunch of crap I had to handle, and it was just hard to do it all by myself. So, but, and I know we're a lot better now. But I know there's been some random text messages where my mom pretty much had been like, you know, you know, still, you can still, there's, you can see there's still, or you can tell there's still kind of anger from the past. And I'm like, well, look, mom, like we talked about this, not much I can do about it. I can't fix it. You know, all I can do is try to move forward. But the part of the, part of the thing that gets me though, is like, I'm trying to actively work on things with my, my parents. My wife, though, she has refused to basically go out and make any kind of attempt with my side of the family because she wants, she expects my parents to basically approach her and apologize for how things went down, for attacking her on Facebook and stuff. And since they're not obviously going to do that, my wife isn't going to make any efforts on her. And I'm like, yeah, but one of you has to give. Like, if they're not going to apologize and you're going to say, fuck you, I'm not coming to stop. I don't want to go out, go out there because I just don't feel comfortable going to your house. Then basically, I'm in the middle going, well, I guess I'll go see my family by myself because you don't want to go. Which kind of, you know, there's that little resentment because I'm like, I make the effort to go out with you and Kansas to see your family, but you, you refuse to come and see my family. So. 
interesting. We got the little area in the, meet in the middle part of these two highways or whatever of 57. Got the two lanes on the right on the going north, two lanes going south, and they got the big area in the middle that they've been working on forever. Semi was in there getting hooked to a tow truck, a bunch of cop cars. I'm like, what, what happened here? <laughs> so that's one of the things that I like. That's that's the first part of, or one of the parts of the, you know, the inspiration for tonight's topic about being heavy-hearted due to family is because. I love my parents. I love my I love my, my whole family. But you know, like I love my parents, and I've, I've been like I've been trying to make every effort to be outspoken and communicate, you know, often with them through text and stuff like that. Like I like, I have called on occasion. Like me and my mom haven't talked on the phone, but me and my dad have a couple times over the past six months or whatever. But usually we're just me, him, and my mom. We're just texting back and forth. And uh, but. So the first part of the heavy-hearted dude family is me wishing that my my wife would actually like you know I wish that she would actually uh, be willing to come out there with me you know and make an attempt like try with my family. I can't do anything about it. I've tried talking to her about it. Basically, she just you know doesn't feel comfortable going out that way because she feels that my basically the reason why me and my ex kind of got divorced in the end was um, the reason I feel was the reason for it was that my parents never accepted my ex and um, eventually my ex just kind of gave up and she didn't even want to try because she felt that my family hated her whereas like my wife right now, she's pretty much felt like my family doesn't like her. My parents don't like her. And so, and because of the, the things that happened in the past, she doesn't even want to try to, to go out there and visit, even though I'm like, you know, it'd be awesome for to have like my wife with me. Not just me and the kids and the grandkids go out there because, you know, I was like, but, you know, oh well. Because I, you know, joked with her, like, look, me and your mom, like her, me and her birth mom, we, we get along pretty well. Me and her adoptive mom, we get along, but there's there's, too much, there's a little bit of judgment there. You know, like the, like I mentioned in previous episodes about how been, I was basically told while we're on vacation that you really should go on a diet. I was like, uh, I was like, no, I don't believe in diets. I was like, I have, I've been working on things. I know that it's slow, but the weight's been coming down. I have been getting healthier. So, like, I thank you. I appreciate value your opinion but you know i'm not gonna go out there and just start eating salads all the time because that's not dieting or that's not like healthy yeah it's healthy food because you're not eating a lot of calories but, but the other heavy-hearted part about you know the, the other inspiration tonight for tonight's topic being heavy-hearted due to family <coughs> has to do with the holiday because over the uh over the weekend, over the uh, the Christmas weekend, a lot of my family had gotten together at my parents' house because my parents, at the end of this month, I guess, had been married 50 years. So they they had messaged everybody, basically wanted all the family to come home for Christmas and then celebrate, you know, their uh, anniversary or whatever. And when I got the message, I told my mom said I'd love to come, but uh, but it's hard to get time off for, for drivers for FedEx. 
around this time of year because it's peak season. It's the busiest time of year because that's when everybody orders so many more packages. We have a lot more stuff to do, so it's hard for us to get time off. I think we possibly can if I if I put in a request like several months ahead of time saying, hey, on Christmas, like December, I'm going to need like that week off because of this. And then technically, I think I could probably get it off, but I don't know if that's the case or if I just can't get time off at all. So I told my mom, I don't think I can get time off, but uh, you know, I'd love to come. And she's ah, oh, yeah, it's understandable, you know. So, but, uh, <laughs> and I got a, a best for my dad today when, when they took a family photo. They had, oh, that was one other thing too, my, my other brother. When we first had a falling out with everybody else, my other brother, Matt, he and I were actually, like, he had my back. Like, you know, wasn't talking to Josh or Sonia, wasn't talking to my parents, and, like, Matt was still connected with me or whatever, and he was basically like, hey, Chris, don't worry, man. I, I understand shit happens, and, you know, like, I got your back. I'm here for you. Like, I appreciate you, Matt. Thanks, thanks, bro, you know. And then, uh, you know, at some point, I don't know what happened. I don't even remember how, how this little... Another argument happened that had, was related to the, what happened in the Iowa house. Like, you know, all of a sudden I got a, I was getting these messages where Matt was commenting on Facebook and post, tagging me saying that how dare, like, how dare you treat mom and dad the way you did, you're back in the Iowa house, whatever. And of course, I'm like, uh, Matt, that was like this many years ago and mom and I have started to reconnect and like we're moving on, like, that, like, why are you what it doesn't even involve you like it involves me and me and mom and dad and we're we're working through it so and, you know went off of me quite a bit more or whatever i'm a loser i'm how you know i'm like a horrible brother or whatever i'm like wow okay um well then fuck you you know have a nice life go fuck yourself you know and you know was blocked i had him blocked for a while after years, of course, I unblocked him, and then I tried to say something about like, yeah, well, Matt, like I, I have all the family unblocked, like me and the rest of the family, and we're working things out. Like I don't understand why you're holding on to this. Well, yeah, you might have everybody unblocked, but I don't fucking care. Then you're you're choosing this route, so like I'm not the one saying fuck you to you. Like you're the one kicking me the curb because something happened in the past that doesn't even concern you. So. It sucks, cause like that. Ever since then, he and I have not spoken. I did not re-add him on Facebook. I've unblocked him. And my profile is public, so technically he can he can log and see whatever I post, whatever. But you know, it's like um, it sucks, cause ever since then he's had some shit happen. Like when, before he retired military, it sounded like what I heard he had a skiing accident, broke both his legs, was was pretty banged up. Had to go through therapy for a long time, you know, stuff like that. So, like, I really wish I could have, you know, been in contact with him and stuff. But so he, it was the photo that my dad sent me today had my parents, my three adopted younger sisters, two from uh, China and one from Korea. Uh, my brother Josh, his wife Sonia, their daughter Maya brother Matt and his two girls um, Soul like S-E-O-L and I don't remember what I don't know what the other I have never actually 
They're pretty, they're up there. They're probably like, they look they're like 10 or something. Or older. Maybe look, maybe slightly younger. It's hard to tell if they're, they're, they're not nearly as tall as like, obviously us, but I don't know how you know. But, but, uh, but yeah, it's like, I would have loved it. That's the thing, like, part of the heavy hearted because of family take my my siblings for instance like be, like my the main sibling that i actually have open communication with every so often is josh and his wife son you know i see updates about their family you know about their couple they have a couple boys some of their some of the kids weren't actually I, you know, they have like a couple they have two boys and then Naya together i think and then josh has two girls from another marriage and uh one of those girls i think has like three daughters or something so the josh's other two kids weren't there along with you know the grandkids but um thankfully it wasn't just me and my family that wasn't able to come but uh one of my siblings you know one of my younger sisters maddie she was still in school when we went when we were out there we did our trip a couple years back and we were out went out to oklahoma for four or five days we went to kansas for four or five days and then we came back to nashville but she was still in high school finishing up like she had like a year or two left and uh it was pretty awesome hung out with her she was like we were playing this game on, on uh switch called uh, Splatoon where you're basically running around it's like these little characters running around with these little paint paint guns paint rollers basically it was pretty awesome pretty funny game towards the end of that week Maddie pushed and she said hey brother you know, we need to get this game like right now I can play when you get when you get back I go well I can't get it right now but I can get it like a week like next next Friday when I get paid to get all I'll buy it you know and then I'll let you know and we can connect all right cool that's awesome Weird thing is, we got back to Nashville, I got paid, and I did what I said, like, I went online, I got the game, and then I was trying to message my sister, hey, Maddie, I got the game, like, send me your friend code on, a on, a Switch, so we could connect and play. Never got any response. I asked her a couple times, Maddie, like, you still want to play? Like, we, you know, literally went, I've got the game, you know, you, you want to, like, what's going on? Eh, you know, there's been other occasions since then where I'll randomly will message not about the game, but just like, hey, Maddie, hope you're doing well. Like, have Merry Christmas or happy birthday or whatever. No response. And I think I've got, like, one message. Like, I think it was, like, a, when it was my birthday, it was like, happy birthday, bro. Thanks, sis. Love you. Love you, too. But then my sister, Mindy, ah, shit, I don't even know when the last time I heard from her. Probably been, like, 15, 15 years at least, if not longer, since I last saw her. Like, never got any message online, never did any text, like, hey, brother, want to check to see how you're doing? And I know it could go both ways, but, you know, it's like, but, like, if you're not making an effort with me, then I'm, I'm not kind of, I'm hesitant, you know, just try with you, you know? You express you, or, like, it's like that. Like, I'm not going to message him because he, expressed clearly that he hated my guts and fuck you maybe like I never want anything to do with you whatever way back I don't exactly remember what exactly was said pretty much that's just of it so I'd be like yeah I'm not so I told my parents I said I would you know I would be a little hesitant to if I was able to 
I'd be hesitant to come out there because Matt and I haven't been on speaking terms in like five years, and Mindy and I haven't even spoken probably for 15 to 20 years. And I was like, into Maddie, I was like, even though I don't feel like we're estranged, but it was weird that she pushed so hard for us to get the game so that we could play, play, you know, connect and play online when then we did. And then I basically got blown off. It's like, all right, what the fuck? Like, I didn't have to buy the game. I could have just come home and not worried about it. And, uh, and yet I got the game, tried to connect with my sister, and basically got a gourd. Like, all right, what the hell are you doing? So, really weird, you know, but that's why it's heavy hearted because I, I'm, I'm going down the road here and I'm just thinking about them and I'm going, you know what? Like, I love my family. I really do. Love my parents, really dreading. I know they're, they're getting up there in age, so I dread that day when we lose. Lose them, you know? But, uh, you know, it's like, you would think being their brother that, you know, but I've always, but that's the thing. Like, I, I part of the, <laughs> this title could have been Black Sheep. That could have been, that could have been my title for this episode. You know, because even though, like, I've always done the best I could, you know, I've never been quiet. Like, I've, you know, the rest of my family have usually done better than I have. Like, I only did one term in the Air Force, and then I was discharged because they were downsizing to civilian at the fire department at, on that base. And it was either basically, you know, give, give a bunch of us, you know, a handful of us honorable discharges was easier to do that than it was to try to transfer us. I was like already working over at the chaplain or at the chapel as a chaplain's assistant because of the fact that they didn't need all the help at the firehouse. And I was wanting to transfer and do a career change and do that instead because I was excelling at that. Like, got along great with the, the, the guy, the commander over there that I worked under. And, you know, got along with the other staff and did, was able to do all the, the duties that I had to do as far as the job goes. But the commanders over the base decided that it was easier to just basically discharge, you know. I was like, all right, whatever, you know. But both my brothers retired military. And my younger sisters, Mindy and Jesse, both went through college and graduated. I think Jesse's a psychologist or something like that now. A therapist, pretty much, I think. And Mindy's a nurse. Went and followed my mom's footsteps. Maddie, I don't know what she's doing right now. I know she's in college right now, I think. I believe. But, you know, I was never the golden child for my parents. You know? I've tried my best, you know, but there's, I, I know, you know, it's one of those things that I've had to live with where I know that I've never been this perfect example of a kid for them or they are so proud of, you know, but, you know, I've still tried to make efforts with them, try to go out and visit them and talk to them or whatever, hang out with them, spend time with them or whatever. And then, of course, I, you know, I deal with my wife and me hoping that someday before my parents pass it, Maybe my wife will actually like let it go too and come out and see my 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 side of the family. But it's like, all right, so I have two my my family over here, then I have my family over there, and you know I can't bring the two of them together. 
aside from I could I could bring like my kids and my grandkid out there, but I, like my wife absolutely refuses. Like she doesn't want to go. Like literally, we went to uh, Oklahoma, and while we were in Oklahoma, my wife worked her last one or two days before the vacation for her started, and then she took off from Nashville and drove to Kansas to meet up with her her mom. And then after a couple of days, we came up to Kansas and met up with them, checked in the hotel got the hotel or whatever and met up with my wife and her family her, her mom and all that stuff and, you know it's like I've always I've always tried to make the efforts on her side not, still not as much as she would, would like she wanted me to always be you should call them like, you should call and talk to Betsy you should call and talk to Harry and I'm like okay like you want all you have all these things that you want me to do on your side but yet I just want you to reconnect with my side and you're not going to do it so it, it's, a, it's one of those things that weighs heavily on me you know, especially with the holiday season having passed, and seeing that photo of my parents with my uh, siblings and some of their kids. You know, Mindy doesn't have kids, Jesse doesn't have kids, Maddie's just now in college, so I was cheap. You know. But, but uh, you know, especially siblings that I'm estranged from, you know. Like, I know Maddie and Maddie were there when we visit. I know it would be cool, but I'd probably get, at least I'd, in person, maybe I'd give her a hard time too. Like, like Maddie, like, what the hell? Like, why did you push for us to get the game? And then you, like, don't respond to my messages. What the fuck? Oh, I don't know. I didn't even bother. After, I, I attempted a few times to text her, like, hey, Maddie, so what's the deal? Like, like you know, never got a response. So I was like, all right, obviously, like, you know, you just don't want to talk. So. Talkers when you're, you know, you know how it is. Talkers sometimes when you're when you're in pre- like present with each other, but then like you go back home and they like crickets, like don't hear shit. So I don't know. Eh, oh well, you know it's one of those things. That's why I was like, I was going down the road, like you know, actually was technically I had Spotify going. I was kind of singing along to a song, trying to kind of like de-stress a little bit. Yeah, pretty stressed lately. Especially about finances in general, you know, but also stressing about family and stuff, you know, is thinking about, you know, you think about like, what if I had made this decision? What if I had gone this route instead? And what if I, you know, hell, there's times where I think, well, what if I had made a different decision when things came to light as far as between things that happened between me and my wife? Like, would have happened if I had gone a different route? Like, what if I didn't stay and I had I had left and didn't didn't try to forgive, move on, you know, work on things with her? What if I had just left? The reason why I didn't do it back then was, or when it, whenever I first started, had to make that decision was because I was like, well, yeah, if I leave, I'm gonna lose everything. Like, I, you know, I had my oldest was at work with my wife at the time, and my youngest was upstairs asleep grandson was upstairs asleep and I was like well I can't I didn't feel like I could leave because I'd be leaving two young kids home alone you know and I would basically just walk out the door left but I was like yeah, I don't feel comfortable doing that but I also thought yeah but I don't want to go and start over you know. so toughed it out which is kind of hard for a couple of years but now just looking back Ooh, apologies, guys. Got that uh, unavoidable yawn that just happened. But 
you know, I look back now, and I, I guess I was thinking a lot about my side of the family, you know, about how, like, I would, I would love to be, for one, it, it's hard to get out and see my parents anyway, because where they live in Oklahoma is like 800 miles from where we live. I made that trip. We went out there on that trip. I made that trip in like 12 hours. My mom literally was like, how the fuck did you get here in 12 hours? This is supposed to be like 14, 15 hours. Because I was going 85 the whole way. Not the whole way, but there was quite a bit of the interstate where the speed limit was actually 85, surprisingly. So I was going 85. Normally I go 5 to 8 miles an hour over. But when it was 85, I went 85. I didn't go 93. Because I thought, yeah, 85 was fast enough. I don't need to be going almost 100 miles an hour, even though I wouldn't get a ticket, but, you know, I think 85 is fine. I'm going to stick it to this people. But, so, yeah, you know, that's the inspiration tonight, guys, for tonight's topic. You know, a little Real Talk Tuesday, a little interesting stuff for you. And it's funny, that's kind of what happens when uh, sometimes before doing, what is, go, going ahead and getting one of these episodes recorded is, of course, for a little bit I might not know what I'm going to talk about. And then something happens, or I'm thinking about something, and then all of a sudden I'm like, huh, that would make a good topic for today. You know? So that's kind of what happened. Going down the road, I was thinking about my parents, thinking about that picture my dad sent me earlier with a lot of the family except for us. And I was thinking about how heavy hearted it makes me feel knowing that I've been the black sheep of the Blodgett family. You know, how I don't know. I mean, I know my parents love me. I, but I, what I can't say is I don't know if they would ever say that they're proud of me for where I'm at today. You know, because for a while, my mom, I don't think, understood trucking at all. Like, she doesn't, she didn't know for a while that, you, that we actually sleep in the trucks. That we have um, actual, like, sleeper bunks in the trucks. I think she assumed that they're all day cabs. So, like, she's like, Man, staying in hotels out there must be like really expensive. I was like, Mom, I don't stay in hotels out here. Like, I'm, there's a sleeper, there's a, a bunk bed. It's power outlets and stuff, a little bunk heater in the back of the truck to where I park at truck stops. I close the curtains, I go in the back, go to sleep. She goes, oh. So, I mean, they're a little more familiar now, you know, but for a while it was also a dead end job, you know. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's like I wanted to be a pilot, actually, an airline pilot. At one point, I was so close to pulling off that dream. When I was with my ex in uh, in uh, Texas, I had gotten I had gotten accepted to this school called Spartan College of Aeronautics in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I think I had gone up there at one point, actually, like did a walkthrough of the school. I got to actually like see with the campus and stuff. And I got, I got financial aid set up for everything except for the first year, except for like five grade. I was like five grade. And if I had just came up with a five grade, I would have started. They, they told me that by, if, as long as you get your financial aid for the start of it, that you're usually okay afterwards. Like you can, they'll get it, you'll get, you'll be able to get it covered from that point on. And then they helped me get a job with an airline after you graduate. So I reached out to my parents back then and I asked them. Hey, this is what's going on. I've got like this many thousands of dollars approved in financial aid, but I'm five grand short. Is there any, would you guys be willing to help? My parents refused because they basically told me, you know, uh, being an airline pilot's a dead end job and we're not going to support that. Like, huh, well, crap. Okay. 
so I never went. And maybe if I had, instead of doing podcasts out here talking while going down the road as a trucker, maybe I would have been doing podcasts in hotels in between flights, you know, as an airline pilot. Probably then be making a shit ton more money than what I'm making right now. Things would be a lot different. Maybe I would actually be home for holidays, you know, because we'd have the one I'd be a pilot, so I could probably catch a flight in that direction. And two, money would not be an issue with our family because I'd, you know, be making probably like double what I'm making now at least, you know, as a pilot or whatever. But it's one of those things, like, it was one of the cards that I wanted to play, but it didn't quite work out, so I ended up where I'm at today, you know. But it sucks. Would love to see my family more, but you know, things just don't work out. Like either I can't get off work, or I was hesitant anyway because of, for instance, like my brother Matt being there and not knowing, because he hasn't reached he hasn't reached out to me either. So I don't know if he's still pissed at me about whatever he's pissed at me about in the past. You know, I don't really want to be in the same vicinity as him and not know for sure because that's kind of scary. <laughs> so. But anyway, guys, so yeah, sorry to kind of ramble a little bit, but you know, I, I this is one of those topics that I'm pretty sure that a lot of you could probably relate. You've got, you guys out there probably have family issues, you know, siblings or, you know, relatives in general that you used to be close with, and for whatever reason, they got pissed at you, they stopped talking to you, and you haven't spoken to in years, and it's like, it's, that's the sad reality of it is, a lot of, a lot of situations like that happen, and then you guys only reconnect when somebody passes away like all of a sudden everybody that comes together and it's like when i started reaching out to my parents back in probably like 2017 um yeah it was probably about 2017 i think when i started booking loads deliberately to oklahoma with the intent to go see my, my parents for a couple of days and usually a bit i wasn't going to get home and see my my wife and kids for another week because I, you know, or for probably another two weeks, because I would spend, I would take that time in Oklahoma as my bi-weekly home time, you know, and then I would go back out, I'd do two weeks, and I'd make it home, so they would miss me for a month instead of two weeks, which kind of sucked, but it was like one of those, you know, had to make that sacrifice on the occasional time to come out there and see my, my folks instead, you know, but, you know, one of those things so but i'm sure a lot of you can relate relatives you were close with that you're, you're no longer close with because you had a fallen out or whatever like neither of you is willing to you know feels like the has the best way i could say it was neither of you had have the guts to be able to try to make be the one to make first contact which kind of sucks i'm not no judgment on my end because i'm, I'm right there with you guys like even though i that's pretty much what it is i'm too scared to try to re, try to reconnect with my brother matt you know and i don't know what i don't know how my relationship is with my sister Mindy because like like i said it's been 15 to 20 years since she and i've spoken and so i don't know you know maybe she's pissed at me about the whole iowa house thing too but she didn't say anything online so i thought that we were okay but then like haven't really been on too big a speaking terms with the majority of my family, so I try. That's all I, that's all I can try to do. I make the efforts with my parents. I know that they don't necessarily, they might not communicate with each other too much or too, too effectively, 
So like, I know now that if I message once, if I message one of them something, I send the same message to both of them. So that way, because one of the fights I had with my mom sent me this long ass text message, probably like two years back or something. I think it was before Ali and Alex left. So I think it was yeah, I think it was like a little over two years. My mom sent me this long message basically saying she was gonna treat her kids the same way they treat her, that she wasn't gonna. Because she said that I'm the worst of them all, that I'd never send them gift like Christmas cards or wish them happy birthday or Merry Christmas. And I'm like, actually, Mom, we do do that. Like, I have sent you cards. We, you know, I message Dad and say, you know, like, I might have texted Dad, I might not have texted you, but I message Dad and say, hey, Merry Christmas, whatever. But then I don't think my dad would tell her about it. And so my mom would just think that I never said anything, that we never sent a card or whatever. So now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I deliberately send them both the same message, so they both have the same information. So neither of them can say, I never texted them, happy birthday, Merry Christmas, whatever. You know? So uh, that's just how I got to do it. So that way I know, that way I cover my bases, you know? But, so anyway, guys, I'm going to close it out with that. You know, I mean, I could go on with this topic for a while because I could, you know, it's one of those topics that I have a lot weight on my chest and I could easily just talk about it for a while. But honestly, I don't know if talking about it for a long time will help at all or make me feel any better or whatever. I'm still going to have the heaviness. Still going to you know, have that, that weight on me about the fact that I can't get my wife to come out there with me. I understand why she doesn't want to do it. I understand you know, why she, why she feels the way she does. I just wish that with me making the efforts with her family that I would get the same effort with her, but, you know, it's understandable, you know, but, oh, well, it's all good. But anyway, guys, um, I appreciate you guys being here for hanging out with me tonight for listening to my rant, you know, so I hope everybody had a good holiday. Guys have family and still around. I hope that you were able to possibly go out and see them, hang out with them and stuff. Because we never, we never know how much time we have. You know, that's the part that kills me. Is that like I'm trying to get to a position where I can actually go out and see my parents a lot more. Because I know they're getting up there in age. It's like you know, for all I know, like they won't be around much longer. I hope they will, but I don't want to lose them and then be like, crap, I never got around to be able to go out there and see them. Like, if I lose one of my siblings that I haven't t- talked to in a long time, then it, I would really suck too. But it'd be like, be like, are you okay? I'm like, no, you know, I'm, I'm really sad, but like, I haven't spoken to my sister in 20 years, so I don't know. Like, it's, you know, it's one of those like where I would feel sad if something happened, but at the same time, we hadn't talked in 20 years, so it's like we weren't exactly close, you know. But she's still, they're still my siblings, you know. <laughs> so, if you can make time for family of course like if, you're, if, they're, if they're still in your life if they're talking to you whatever then try to make it work you know try to get out there especially your parents you know siblings is one of those things like you know if your siblings aren't really talking to you then you know I'm one of those I believe in giving people at, giving people back the same effort that they give you like if somebody blows you off for years or whatever then why should you make the effort with them you know I know people be like that's not that's not right that's not that's you should you should do it that way. I'm like, well, you know, like, why should one person be trying and the other person isn't? You know, like every relationship is two sides. You know, has is not just one way, and it goes both directions. So, if one person is trying to make the efforts with someone else, then, then that 
person isn't making the effort with them, then it's not really fair. Like, one example is my cousin's... Or my cousin... Yeah, my cousins, I guess. We're up in Connecticut on my dad's side. And it was actually had grown really close to my uncle and my aunt. And then within a short time frame... I mean, we visited up there kind of like four or five, six times. Because it was only like a couple, like 200 mile drive. It wasn't that bad to go from Philly to, to visit up there. We were up there, stay with him for a couple days, hang out, whatever. Then my uncle and my aunt, within a short time frame, both passed within like a year of each other. Pretty young, too. I think they were both in their 50s. Like, my aunt was just found on the floor or something. And my uncle was uh, an alcoholic that literally drank himself to death, which really sucks. And then my cousins, we, we were. Me and my cousin Mary were talking for a long time, like chatting every day, practically. One of those, you know, we were really close, chatting every day. And at one point, I just, just kind of drifted. And then basically, the next thing I heard was they were they're upset with me. He's like, well, you never come out and visit us anymore. And I'm like, ah, we came up there like six times. Like, you haven't come down to see us. That's kind of what I'm talking about, guys. You know, it's like we were, like we were the ones literally coming up to see them, and they they were throwing a fit that we hadn't come up there in a while. I mean, well, one, we're in Nashville, so it's a little bit it's like probably about 900 miles from to them now, because it's like 700 or 800 to uh, Philly, and then 200 miles up to where Connecticut. But now they're some of the cousins actually in PA now, so it wouldn't be quite as long of a drive. Still 700 plus whatever miles. But again. I came up with my with my kids. I don't think I think my wife came up with me one time to go see them. But then it was me and the kids that would go up there and visit them afterwards. But it's like ah, again, I was the one that made efforts with you guys before. You guys, you guys never haven't made any efforts with us. So it's like after a while, I kind of said, okay, well, why am I always the one to to do it? You know? <laughs> it's like, and I know, yeah, oh, we should keep trying, keep trying. Yeah, yeah, fuck that. If I'm the only one making efforts in any kind of relationship at all, you know, then yeah, no. Like that friend D I told you about, you know, that I was the one making efforts with her in the friendship, and she basically was telling me like, "Hey, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, so busy, so busy," and basically was blowing me off. And then finally, I basically gave her the taste of her own medicine. I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so busy," and I basically told her to fuck off. Said, I'll get back, I'll, I'll message you sometime, you know, when I feel like it, you know, like I just got some stuff working on, working on myself. Never got any reply back, and I, I then deleted her off my li- Facebook list or whatever, and kind of blocked her number on, on my phone and basically, you know, deleted her on Instagram and TikTok and everything because I was like, I don't want anything to do with her. And I figured, well, she reaches out, they'll talk to her, but it was one sided, so I, I let her go, you know. She wanted me there when she wanted when she needed me there, but otherwise she basically didn't have the time to talk to me. So I was like, all right. And with, and when it comes to family, when you deal with that crap with family and stuff, like you know, that's why I, I there's a part of me that goes, I wonder what would happen if all of a sudden I was really well off financially. I say I won the lottery or whatever. Got a business going. All of a sudden, I had I had millions to my name or whatever. And all of a sudden, then some of the family that I haven't talked to in 20 years, all of a sudden, would be like, "Hey, brother! Hey, my favorite brother! Oh my god! Uh, yeah, fuck off!" You know, because like all that's why they they joke when like you know that 
the lottery and then try to stay anonymous because people, family that they hadn't talked to in 20 or 30 years will come out of the woodwork and basically all of a sudden like, hey, you are my favorite, favorite brother or my favorite relative. Did you know that? I know we haven't talked in a while. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, you're just after money. All right, go fuck yourself. Because <laughs> it's like, all right, would I, would I help those family members out if that's the reason why they keep back in my life? And I'm like, no, probably wouldn't. Honestly, there's people that I've, like, in my life that even if we don't talk very often, I still, I'm closer with them than I am with some of my siblings. You know, and that's sad. You know, that's why they say blood doesn't, blood doesn't necessarily mean thank you, family. Like my bro Rico, for instance. He, he and I have known each other for the past probably four, at least four years. Not longer, four or five years. And we're really close. Like, whenever we do talk, we can go on for hours or, you know, whatever. We might not talk for a couple of days afterwards or we might talk, like, once a week. But every so often, like, at least once or so a week, I'll, I'll send him, like, one of us will voice clip the other one. Hey, bro, broski, bro, day shots. And we'll talk for a minute. Same thing with my uh, my friend Kirsten. You know, the only person like literally I've never I've never used the word bestie in the past, but like she, she of course like you know because I was there for her and I guess I got her helped her get through a bunch of stuff when she was going through her abusive relationship with her ex. And so like she refers to me as her bestie. I'm like, all right, cool. Like so she's the only one I'll actually say that about. Like, hey bestie, go to sleep. Yes, I'm but, you know, when you find people that refuse to let you go, you got to hold on to them, too. You know, and sometimes family are the ones that actually kick you to the curb or just stop talking to you or whatever. And don't like, and then, the, you know, I've gotten a hard time about it for my family in the past about the fact that I don't, that I'm not able to come up there when all the family gets together for Christmas. I'm like, well, one, you guys make a hell of a lot more money than I do. Even though I make decent money doing what I do, but like still being the major breadwinner, I'm taking care of a lot of shit here. And so it's like, so it's like, I can't just take time off and then, because then usually I'm trying to then catch up on bills afterwards again, you know? <laughs> I'm sure a lot of you can, can uh, kind of, um, try to think of the right word. A lot of you can sympathize or whatever with that because of, you probably are in the same boat like if you take time off from work then you come back and like crap like then you got you're trying to you're behind on certain bills because you had like a week without a paycheck or without without part of a paycheck you know we do gotta do what we can though but anyway y'all quit rambling uh i appreciate you guys being here um feel free to like and follow let your friends know share it on your social media if you'd be so kind i figure on the next episode, on uh, Friday, on the next round of Storytime Fridays here on the Blodge Show, uh, we've got a, this next story, pretty good, but I'm really looking forward to the following week, because I've already, like, I got a, already got another story written this past week over the Christmas weekend when I was hanging out, because I think, uh, and it was actually pretty relaxing weekend. I ended up not having to work Tuesday because they didn't have any trailers loaded. So I had Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday off. So it gave me a little bit a little bit extra time to go ahead and work on the next story. 
but so the next story is pretty good, but the, the one I just wrote this week, then you guys will get a week from after you hear, you know, story number two. Story number three is pretty good, I think. You know, so I hope you guys think so too. Throw that email address out there, lodgeshowpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, the I'll throw the, the link for any for the submitting uh, tips to support the show if you feel so inclined, as well as I think I'll throw the um, Lodge Show email address out there as well, as long as I don't forget. But, um, but, uh, that's pretty much it, guys. So, hope everybody has a great rest of your week. Uh, this is Chris. I'm your host. Feel free to join me on Friday for the next round of Storytime Friday. I hope you enjoy the, hope you enjoy the stories. You know, that's written by yours truly, written by me. Um, so that's me kind of trying to, trying to work on my writing a little bit. Always been passionate about it, but trying to, trying to like, I guess, you know what they say, practice makes perfect. So I'm trying to do it and I'm trying to keep doing it so that I can hopefully it'll get easier. I'll get better, you know, be able to come up with even better stories. And that's me working towards also wanting to be an actual author to actually do my own book eventually. And maybe if I want to do that, maybe Storytime Fridays won't be necessarily short stories, but maybe it would be me reading my book for you guys. You know, like every Friday, reading another chapter or something. But anyway, guys, that's all I have for you tonight. Thanks for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you've been with me for a while, thanks for being with me all this time. And if you're new, thanks for tuning in and come back. But anyway, guys, love you all. There's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Believe the people have tried. Uh, family is important, but again, you know, like, just do what, do what you can. You know, be there for those that are there for you. You know, do like give efforts to those who are, are giving you the same efforts back. You know, don't just give of yourself to people that are just going to take and basically not give you anything in return. Everything should everything should be a two way street. You know, when it comes to relationships. So. Anyway, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you guys on, I believe, episode 57. Hopefully I'll get that right. <laughs> I think we're at 56 this time, so yeah, should be 57, which will be the next round of Storytime Friday. Talk to you guys later. Have a good one, guys.